0: What was written on the title of Liberty flag? Who in the Nephite record does Moroni admire enough to name his own son after? Did Native Americans learn to scalp their enemies from their Book of Mormon ancestors? Who was determined to drink Captain Moroni's blood? Hi, Max here. Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast. This review covers the lesson plan for Alma chapters 43 through 52. Please subscribe to be notified of our upcoming videos. You will notice some phrases and words used in the Book of Mormon that are also used in the King James Bible. While it can be argued that some of the parallels are coincidental, most are so strong that it is impossible to not conclude that their true source is from the King James Bible. For a complete transcript of this lesson, please click on the link in the description below. Okay, Alma has just finished giving counsel to his sons Helaman, Shiblon, and Corianton. From this point on, in the Book of Alma, we will be covering what we refer to as the War Chapters of the Book of Mormon. Knowing the labor required to engrave the plates and their limited potential writing space, the reader might wonder what Mormons saw in this period of Nephite history. So, let's
1: find out. Alma 43, verses 1-2. through And now it came to pass that the sons of Alma did go forth among the people to declare the word unto them, And Alma also himself could not rest, and he also went forth. Now we shall say no more concerning their preaching, except that they preached the word and the truth according to the spirit of prophecy and revelation, and they preached after the holy order of God by which they were called. Alma 43, verse 3. Orman, who is abridging this record, says, And now I return to an account of the wars between the Nephites and the Lamanites in the eighteenth year of the reign of the Judges. It
0: has been 18 years since Alma became the head of the church and about 74 years before the coming birth of Jesus. Back in Alma 35 verses 1-13, Mormon told us that the Zoramites, who did not join the church, stirred up the Lamanites to go to war against the Nephites. Mormon told us that he would
1: eventually return to the topic of these wars, and so now he does. Alma 43 verse 4, For behold, it came to pass that the Zoramites became Lamanites. Therefore, in the commencement of the eighteenth year, the people of the Nephites saw that the Lamanites were coming upon them. Therefore, they made preparations for war. Yea, they gathered together their armies in the land of Jershon.
0: The land of Jershon is where the anti-Nephi-Lehi's had originally settled after their conversion. These anti-Nephi-Lehi's were Lamanite converts, later called the people of Ammon. Who had been forced to flee to the land of Zarahemla after joining the church, they had made a covenant never to take up weapons of war again, so they buried all their weapons. Originally, Ammon had given them the land of Jershon to live in, but then they had to move to another area in order to make space for a battlefield in which the Nephite armies could defend their country against the Lamanite armies. and 43: verse five,
1: and it came to pass that the Lamanites came with their thousands. And they came into the land of Antionum, which is the land of the Zoramites. And a man by the name of Zarahemnah was their leader.
0: In the 1830 edition, page 340, the name of the land was spelled Antionam, spelled A-N-T-I-O-N-A-M, which was changed in later editions to A-N-T-O-N-U-M.
1: Amo 43, verse 6. And now, as the Amalekites were of a more wicked and murderous disposition than the Lamanites were, in and of themselves, therefore Zarahemnah appointed chief captains over the Lamanites, and they were all Amalekites and Zoramites.
0: The words of chief captains are in Acts 25, verse 23, and 43, verse 7.
1: Now this he did that he might preserve their hatred towards the Nephites, that he might bring them into subjection to the accomplishment of his designs.
0: The Amalekites were bitter apostates who hated the Nephites. They were the people who adopted Nehor's teachings of priestcraft. And the Zoramites were apostates as well. In the 1830 edition, page 340, it read, quote, Now this he done that he might. End quote, which was changed in later editions from done to did. Amal 43 verse 8. Zerahimna did all this to seize great power over the Lamanites, and to put the Nephites in bondage. The word behold in the 1830 edition, page 340, was spelled he-hold, and, quote, this he done that he might, end quote, was changed in later editions from done to did. In verse 9, in contrast, all the Nephites wanted to do was to live in peace with their families and enjoy the rights to worship God. In verse 10, they knew if they fell into the hands of the Lamanites, those religious freedoms would be destroyed. The phrase, quote, fall into the hands of, is in Hebrews 10.31. Amos 43.11. They also knew that their enemies would destroy the defenseless people of Ammon. Amos 43.12. The phrase, quote, would not suffer that, is in Mark 11.16.
1: Amos 43.13. And the people of Ammon did give unto the Nephites a large portion of their substance to support their armies, and thus the Nephites were compelled alone to withstand against the Lamanites, who were a compound of Laman and Lemuel, and the sons of Ishmael, and all those who had descended from the Nephites, who were Amalekites and Zoramites, and the descendants of the priests of Noah. Amal 43.15.
0: The armies of the Nephites were prepared to meet them in the land of Jershon. Amal 43.16-17. through 17. We will now be introduced to the young leader of the
1: Nephite armies. Now the leader of the Nephites, or the man who had been appointed to be the chief captain over the Nephites, now the chief captain took the command of all the armies of the Nephites, and his name was Moroni. And Moroni took all the command and the government of their wars. And he was only twenty and five years old when he was appointed chief captain over the armies of the Nephites.
0: He will be remembered in Book of Mormon lore as Captain Moroni. This B.C. Captain Moroni sounds like a D.C. comic character, Captain Marvel. M. 43, verses 18 through 21. As they met for battle, the Nephites were outnumbered, but they had much better armor and weapons. They wore breastplates, armored shields, headplates, and thick clothing. They were armed with swords, scimitars, and all manner of weaponry. On the other hand, the army of Zarahemna only had swords, scimitars, bows, and arrows and slings. And they were half naked, wearing only skins skirted about their loins. Wouldn't it be cool if there were some of these artifacts discovered by archaeologists? Unfortunately, not a single trace. Alma 43, verses 19-21. through 21. In later editions, these verses have been repunctuated here so that it is all one sentence, with verses 20-21 through 21 shown as a parenthetical remark set off by long dashes in order to represent the sense of the passage better. See 1830 edition, page 342. Alma 43 verse 22, the Lamanites decided to sneak into the wilderness and show up at the land of Manti to catch Moroni's army unaware. In verse 23, Moroni sent spies after them. He also had others inquire of the Lord for inspiration. In verse 24, the Lord told Alma to tell Moroni the strategy of the Lamanites. A very detailed battle sequence ensued. Here are a few of the highlights. Alma 43, verses 25 through 34. Leaving some of his soldiers in Jershon, Moronite marched over to Manti. Half of his army secretly hid by the banks of the River Sidon, while the other half hid by the hill Ripla. Alma 43, 25. In the 1830 edition, it read, quote, took the remainder part of his army, end quote, which was changed in the 1964 edition to read remaining part. In verses 35 to 36, as the Lamanites passed by the hill and began to cross the river, they were ambushed and surrounded by the Nephites. Alma
1: And the work of death commenced on both sides, but it was more dreadful on the part of the Lamanites, for their nakedness was exposed to the heavy blows of the Nephites with their swords and their scimitars, which brought death almost at every stroke. Alma On the other
0: hand, the Nephites suffered little loss due to their armor. In verses 39-43, the Lamanites retreated across the river Sidon, but were met by Moroni and his men in a fierce battle. In verse 44, being inspired by their leader Zerahemnah, the Lamanites fought like dragons, piercing the Nephite armor and cutting off many of their arms. Amel 43-45.
1: Nevertheless, the Nephites were inspired by a better cause, for they were not fighting for monarchy nor power, but they were fighting for their homes and their liberties, their wives and their children and their all, yea, for their rights of worship and their church.
0: In verses 46-47, the Lord told them that they should defend their families even unto bloodshed. In verse 48, when the Nephites started to shrink back and flee from the Lamanites,
1: Moroni encouraged them to keep fighting. Psalm 43-49 and it came to pass that they turned upon the Lamanites, and they cried with one voice unto the Lord their God for their liberty and their freedom from bondage.
0: In verses 50 through 51, even though the Lamanites had twice the numbers, they were driven back upon the banks of the river. In verses 52 through 53, at that point, when the Lamanites were surrounded by the armies of Moroni on one side and Lehi and his armies on the other
1: side, they were struck with terror. Hema forty-three fifty-four. Now Moroni, when he saw their terror, commanded his men that they should stop shedding their blood. And And it came to pass that they did stop, and withdrew apace from them. And Moroni said unto Zerahemnah, Behold, Zerahemnah, that we do not desire to be men of blood. Ye know that ye are in our hands, yet we do not desire to slay you. Behold, we have not come out to battle against you that we might shed your blood for power, neither do we desire to bring anyone to the yoke of bondage. But this is the very cause for which ye have come against us, yea, and ye are angry with us because of our religion.
0: We could call these religious wars. Here, Moroni is interested in calling a truce. Amo 44, verse 3.
1: But now ye behold that the Lord is with us, and ye behold that he has delivered you into our hands. And now I would that ye should understand that this is done unto us because of our religion and our faith in Christ. And now ye see that ye cannot destroy this our faith.
0: The words faith in Christ are in Acts 24 verse 24. I'm a 44 verse
1: 4. Now ye see that this is the true faith of God. Yea, ye see that God will support and keep and preserve us so long as we are faithful unto Him and unto our faith and our religion. And never will the Lord suffer that we shall be destroyed except we should fall into transgression and deny our faith.
0: Alma 44 verses 5-6 through Moroni commands Zarahemna in the name of God and all that the Nephites are fighting for to surrender their weapons and promise to not come against them again in war then they can go in peace. In verse 7, in other words, either surrender or we will make you extinct. In verses 8 through 11, when Zerahemnah heard this, he handed over his weapons to Moroni, but told Moroni that he wasn't going to swear an oath not to attack again. Zerahemnah did not believe that God was protecting the Nephites. It was their armor. So, Moroni returns the weapons to Zerahemna and tells him, okay then, let's fight to the end. Either take an oath not to attack us again, or you will die. Emma forty four eight, in the eighteen thirty edition, page three forty six, it read, quote, "Behold, here is our weapons of war," which in later editions was changed to, "Behold, here are our weapons of war." ML 44 forty four eleven, in the eighteen thirty edition, page three forty six, it read, quote, "Now I cannot retain the words," which was changed in the nineteen sixty four edition to read. Quote, now I cannot recall the words, the words, quote, with an oath that, are in Acts 23-21. 44 verses 12-14. Zerahemna was so angry with Moroni that he rushed forward to kill him. But one of Moroni's soldiers smote Zarahemnah, cutting off his scalp which fell to the ground. Placing the scalp at the point of his sword, he taunted all the Lamanites that they would die if they did not depart with a covenant of peace. In verses 15-16, many of the Lamanites threw down their weapons and were allowed to depart into the wilderness. That really made Zerahemnah angry, and he stirred up the rest of his soldiers to fight on with the Nephites. How was Zerahemnah able to fight without his scalp? Is this where the Native Americans learned to take scalps from their defeated foes? Alma 44, 17-18. Well, this really made Moroni angry. So, he ordered his army to slay the Lamanites. In verse 19, Finally, when Zerahemnah saw that all was about to be lost, he cried out to Moroni that he was willing to covenant not to come to war against them any more. The phrase, quote, cry mightily, is in Revelation 18.2. In verse 20, at which point Moroni caused the work of death to cease. They confiscated the enemy's weapons and entered into a covenant of peace before allowing the Lamanites to depart into the wilderness. In verses 21-22, so many died in this battle that they were not numbered, and their corpses were thrown into the waters of Sidon. In verse 23, Moroni's armies returned to their homes and lands. Alma 44, 24.
1: And thus ended the eighteenth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And thus ended the record of Alma, which was written upon the plates of Nephi. In the
0: 1830 edition, page 347, it read, which was wrote upon the plates of Nephi, it was changed in the 1964 edition to read, quote, which was written upon the plates of Nephi. Alma chapter 45. Remember in Alma 37, 1-2, Alma gave his oldest son Helaman the plates of Nephi and the breastplates of Laban. He instructs Helaman to continue keeping a record of the people. Mormon uses the records kept by Helaman to abridge the ongoing account of the wars between the Nephites and the Lamanites. Alma 45 verse 1. When Captain Moroni's soldiers return to their homes and families, they express gratitude to God through fasting and prayer. The phrase, quote, with exceedingly great joy, is in Matthew 2.10. Alma 45, verse 2. Next, Alma has an interview with his son Helaman. He wants to make sure he can fully trust him with the responsibility of keeping the Nephite records. This was the 19th year of the reign of Judges. In the 1830 edition, page 248, it read, quote, and saith unto him, which was changed in later editions to read, quote, and
1: said unto him, Alma forty-five verse four. And Alma said again, Believest thou in Jesus Christ who shall come? The words quote, in Jesus Christ are in Galatians two sixteen, Alma forty-five six. And Alma said unto him again, Will ye keep my commandments? Verse eight. After answering these questions to the affirmative. Then Alma said unto him, Blessed art thou, and the Lord shall prosper thee in this land.
0: Verse 9. Once Helaman passes the worthiness interview, Alma is about to give a very specific prophecy concerning the Nephites, following the appearance of the resurrected Jesus to them. He wants it to be written down, but not shared with anyone else, until after the fulfillment of the prophecy. Alma
1: 45.10. And these are the words... Behold, I perceive that this very people, the Nephites, according to the spirit of revelation which is in me, in four hundred years from the time that Jesus Christ shall manifest himself unto them, shall dwindle in unbelief.
0: The phrase, quote, according to the spirit of, is in Romans one four, quote, that Jesus Christ is in Acts 8.37, and quote, in unbelief is in Romans
1: 11.23. I'm a 45.11, and here is the bombshell yea and then shall they see wars and pestilences, yea famines and bloodshed, even until the people of Nephi shall become extinct. The phrase quote,
0: and then they shall see is from mark thirteen twenty six alma forty five twelve next Alma explains the cause for the destruction of the Nephites
1: yea, and this because they shall dwindle in unbelief and fall into the works of darkness and lasciviousness and all manner of iniquities. Yea I say unto you that because they shall sin against so great light and knowledge yea I say unto you that from that day even the fourth generation shall not all pass away before this great iniquity shall come
0: the phrase quote the works of darkness is in romans 13:12 and lasciviousness is in 2 corinthians 12:21 and quote yea I say unto you is in matthew 11:9 Emma 45 13 through
1: 14 And when that great day cometh, behold, the time very soon cometh that those who are now, or the seed of those who are now numbered among the people of Nephi, shall no more be numbered among the people of Nephi. But whosoever remaineth and is not destroyed in that great and dreadful day, shall be numbered among the Lamanites, and shall become like unto them, all save it be a few, who shall be called the disciples of the Lord. And them shall the Lamanites pursue even until they shall become extinct. And now, because of iniquity, this prophecy shall be fulfilled. The
0: phrase, quote, the disciples of the Lord, is from Acts 9-1, and, quote, shall be fulfilled, is in Revelation 17, verse 17. Such an unexpected turn of events, being revealed to healman and now the readers of the Book of Mormon, casts a shadow over all that follows, knowing that as far as the Nephites are concerned, their fate is sealed. It would also come as a bit of a shock, that before the coming of Christ even occurs, an event long prophesied in the Book of Mormon, the ultimate disappointing fate of the Nephites is revealed. A prophecy that in some ways would seem to undermine the significance of Christ's coming to the Nephites, as not even his coming to them can save them from such a fate. Alma 45.15, Alma finishes up by blessing his sons and the land. In the 1830 edition, page 349, the name Helaman was spelled H. E. L. A M A, which has been corrected in later editions. Alma forty five sixteen. But cursed be the land if the people are wicked. The phrase quote, every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, is similar to Revelation fourteen, six. In verse seventeen, he then blessed the church. The phrase quote, stand fast in the faith, is taken from first
1: Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Alma forty five eighteen. And when Alma had done this, he departed out of the land of Zarahemla, as if to go into the land of Melech. And it came to pass that he was never heard of more, as to his death or burial we know not of.
0: He just rode off into the sunset, never to be heard of again. In verse 19, many Latter-day Saints speculate Alma
1: was translated, taken up into heaven without dying. Behold this we know, that he was a righteous man, and the saying went abroad in the church, that he was taken up by the Spirit, or buried by the hand of the Lord, even as Moses. But behold, the Scriptures saith the Lord took Moses unto himself. And we suppose that he has also received Alma in the Spirit unto himself. Therefore for this cause we know nothing concerning his death and burial. The words that he was
0: taken up are in Acts one twenty two. and quote, in the Spirit unto, are in Acts 20, verse 22. Alma 45.20. Helaman, now being in charge of the church, went forth preaching the word. In verse 21, it says he wanted to make a regulation throughout the church. Whatever that means. Alma 45 22.
1: Therefore Helaman and his brethren went forth to establish the church again in all the land, yea, in every city throughout all the land which was possessed by the people of Nephi. And it came to pass that they did appoint priests and teachers throughout all the land over all the churches.
0: I find it interesting here that it says they did appoint priests and teachers. In most other passages, it says they were ordained. The fact is that to ordain means to appoint or to call, at least according to the Greek, without the laying on of hands. In verses 23-24, after setting up the churches, there arose a dissension among the people. They grew proud and rich and would not give heed to the words of the priests and teachers. Emma 46 verse 1, Eventually, the unbelievers gathered against the believers. What causes this kind of animosity? Oh yeah, religion does. The phrase, quote, were gathered together against, is in Acts 4.26. In verse 2, the unbelievers were determined to kill the believers. I'm
1: 46.3 Now the leader of those who were wroth against their brethren was a large and a strong man, and his name was Amalekiah.
0: Amalekiah was charismatic and power-hungry. Verse 4.
1: And Amalickiah was desirous to be a king, and those people who were wroth were also desirous that he should be their king. And they were, the greater part of them, the lower judges of the land, and they were seeking for power.
0: The words, quote,
1: the greater part, are in First 1 Corinthians 15.6.
0: Number
1: 46, verses 5-6. And they had been led by the flatteries of Amalickiah, that if they would support him and establish him to be their king, that he would make them rulers over the people. Thus they were led away by Amalekiah to dissensions, notwithstanding the preaching of Helaman and his brethren, yea, notwithstanding their exceedingly great care over the church, for they were high priests over the church.
0: We addressed this problem of having high priests
1: in the previous episode. I'm forty six seven. And there were many in the church who believed in the flattering words of Amalekiah, therefore they dissented even from the church. And thus were the affairs of the people of Nephi exceedingly precarious and dangerous, notwithstanding their great victory which they had had over the Lamanites, and their great rejoicings which they had had because of their deliverance by the hand of the Lord.
0: So a lot of members were apostatizing from the church. This is happening fast. Bet they wish they had Alma back to fix this problem. The phrase, quote, flattering words, is in First Thessalonians 2, 5. Alma 46, verses 8-10. Mormon wants the reader to see how quickly people forget the Lord, how quick they are to do iniquity. Also, how one man can lead away the hearts of many people and attempt to destroy the church of God and to destroy the foundation of the people's
1: liberty. Alma 46 verse 11. And now it came to pass that when Moroni, who was the chief commander of the armies of the Nephites, had heard of these dissensions, he was angry with Amalickiah,
0: I can imagine, since Moroni had just fought the Lamanites to protect their freedoms. In verse 12, in dramatic fashion,
1: Moroni took action. And it came to pass that he rent his coat, and he took a piece thereof and wrote upon it, In memory of our God, our religion, and freedom, and our peace, our wives, and our children. And he fastened it upon the end of a pole. In some ways, we could call this the first American flag. Verse 13 and he fastened on his headplate and his breastplate and his shields, and girded on his armor about his loins. And he took the pole which had on the end thereof his rent coat, and he called it the title of liberty. And he bowed himself to the earth, and he prayed mightily unto his God for the blessings of liberty to rest upon his brethren, so long as there should a band of Christians remain to possess the land.
0: The first use of the term Christians, referring to believers and followers of Christ, was in the New Testament found in Acts 11.26, which was approximately A.D. 40. It was a term first used in a negative way by non-believers to refer to followers of Jesus. However, Alma 46.13, dated 73 B.C., has people already wearing the name Christian. That represents a disparity of over 100 years. Which account are people to believe?
1: Alma 46.14-15 For thus were all the true believers of Christ who belonged to the church of God called by those who did not belong to the church. And those who did belong to the church were faithful. Yea, all those who were true believers in Christ took upon them gladly the name of Christ, or Christians as they were called, because of their belief in Christ who should come.
0: The phrase, quote, the name of Christ is in 1 Peter 4.14. Alma 46.16.
1: And therefore, at this time, Moroni prayed that the cause of the Christians and the freedom of the land might be favored.
0: This is a nice thought, and it makes the Book of Mormon read like it is at least inspired, if not direct revelation from God, right? But with the presence of much plagiarizing and obvious anachronisms and complete lack of archaeological evidence, leads one to think that the Book of Mormon is nothing more than a 19th century novel. I'm a forty-six, seventeen. Next, Moroni defines boundaries of the land which were to be defended. In verse 18, he reminds them that the only way in which people could be destroyed is through transgression. Verse 19, then Moroni went among the people, waving his torn clothes on the pole so everyone could see what was written on it. In the 1830 edition, page 351, it read wrote, which was changed to written in the 1964 edition. Also, the word part, as in rent part, used twice in this verse, was not in the original, but was later
1: added. Alma forty six twenty, he shouted, Behold, whosoever will maintain this title upon the land, let them come forth in the strength of the Lord and enter into a covenant that they will maintain their rights and their religion that the Lord God may bless them.
0: He wanted their oath and promise. Verse 21, in this verse, we read the words token, and covenant, and even garments that are significant to temple endowment members of the Latter-day Saints.
1: And it came to pass that when Moroni had proclaimed these words, Behold, the people came running together with their armor girded about their loins, rending their garments in token, or as a covenant, that they would not forsake the Lord their God, or, in other words, if they should transgress the commandments of God, or fall into transgression, and be ashamed to take upon them the name of Christ, the lord should rend them even as they had rent their garments
0: In verse 22 making a covenant the people cast down their garments at moroni's feet the phrase quote, "and they cast their garments" is
1: taken from luke 19:35 alma 46:23 moroni said unto them behold we are a remnant of the seed of jacob yea we are a remnant of the seed of joseph whose coat was rent by his brethren into many pieces Yea, and now behold, let us remember to keep the commandments of God, or our garments shall be rent by our brethren, and we be cast into prison, or be sold, or be slain.
0: Emma forty six twenty four. In these next two verses, we read some of the words and details about Joseph's coat of many colors, which supposedly have been left out of the book of Genesis in the King James Bible and the Joseph Smith
1: Translation. Yea, let us preserve our liberty as a remnant of Joseph. Yea, let us remember the words of Jacob before his death. For behold, he saw that a part of the remnant of the coat of Joseph was preserved and had not decayed. And he said, Even as this remnant of garment of my son hath been preserved, so shall a remnant of the seed of my son be preserved by the hand of God, and be taken unto himself, while the remainder of the seed of Joseph shall perish, even as the remnant of his garment. Amos 46:25 through 26. Now behold this giveth my soul sorrow nevertheless my soul hath joy in my son because of that part of his seed which shall be taken unto God. Now behold this was the language of Jacob.
0: So this remnant of Joseph's coat is symbolic of the remnant of his descendants which was preserved from utter destruction. Since part of Joseph's coat survive that means part of Moroni's seed will survive. Alma 46, 46:27. The phrase, quote, stand fast in the faith, is from 1 Corinthians 16.13. Emma 46.28 When he was done speaking, Moroni gathered up all the people who were willing to fight against the Malachiites. Dude, these names are getting lengthy. Verse 29 Then Amalekiah realizes he was outnumbered. He fled to the land of Nephi to recruit the Lamanites. Verses 30-33 Moroni did not want the Lamanites to be stirred up and join the Amalekites, so he took his army and cut them off in the wilderness. After they fought, Amalekiah escaped with a few men and the rest were taken prisoner back in the land of Zarahemla. But we have not seen the last of Amalekiah. Amalekites Amal 46 verse 31 In the 1830 edition, page 353, the words, with his tense, was omitted, but added in later editions. The words, quote, It was expedient that, are in John 18.14, I am still having a difficult time picturing the Lamanites and the Nephites carrying tents around with them into battle. Verses 34-35, Moroni gave the Amalickiahite prisoners a choice to either covenant to support the cause of freedom or be put to death. Not surprisingly, only a few refused to covenant and they were subsequently executed. Amal 46.36, Moroni then hoists up his title of liberty flag upon every tower in the land. That must have looked pretty cool. Verses 37-38, Mormon tells us that peace was restored in the land and order in the church for a solid four years. That is a pretty good streak by Book of Mormon standards. Emma 46, 39-41, the climate of Zarahemla was not particularly favorable to good health. Mormon points out that many happily died, believing their souls were redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who remained alive, God prepared many plants and roots, which the people used to cure diseases. In verse 39, the phrase, the Lord Jesus Christ, is from Acts 11.17. Alma 46.40, in the 1830 edition, page 353, it read, Which was subsequent to man. This was changed to read, To which men were subject in the 1964 edition. Alma chapter 47, in this chapter, we will only read, and it came to pass, 21 times due to the limited space on the plates, Alma 47 verse one. Now let's find out what Amalekiah is up to. When he and his entourage fled from Moroni's army into the wilderness, he went directly to the land of Nephi. There, he tries to convince the king of the Lamanites to join forces to go into battle against the Nephites. Verses 2-3, however, some of the Lamanites were afraid to fight the Nephites, so the king gave Amalickiah command of the Lamanite army and forced the rest to obey the king and go to war. Amal 47-2, in the 1830 edition, page 354, it read, quote, they were exceeding afraid," which has changed in the 1964 edition to read, they were exceedingly afraid. Amal 47-3, the words, quote, and compelled them. Are in Luke 14.23, verses 4-7. Amalickiah's secret plan was to dethrone the king of the Lamanites. Those who disobeyed the king fled to a place called Oneida. There, they appointed their own king. Then, they gathered upon a top of a mountain called Antipas and prepared to battle. In verses 8-9, through 9, Amalickiah did not want to fight them. He wanted to gain control of them. So, he made camp at the bottom of Mount Antipas. In verse 10, during the night, he sent message to Lehontai, who was a leader of the Lamanites on the mount, to come down and speak with Amalickiah. Verse 11, but Lehontai refused, even after three attempts to persuade him otherwise. Verse 12, then Amalickiah went up to the mount and asked for a fourth time for Lehontai to come down and bring his guards with him.
1: Alma forty-seven thirteen, And it came to pass that when Lehontai had come down with his guards to Amalickiah, that Amalickiah desired him to come down with his army in the night time, and surround those men in their camps over whom the king had given him command, and that he would deliver them up into Lehontai's hands if he would make him, Amalickiah, a second leader over the whole army.
0: This was all part of Amalickiah's cunning plan. As Lehontai agrees, he basically signs his own death warrant, and Amalickiah prepares to spring the trap. Alma 47.14 so Lehontai comes down from the mount in the dark and surrounds the men of Amalekiah while they sleep. In verse 15, then Amalekiah's army did a curious thing. They were not angry with Amalekiah for selling them out, and instead pleaded with them to let them become a part of the larger army that had just captured them. Verse 16. Thus Amalekiah turned his soldiers over to Lehontai. This was all his elaborate design to dethrone the king. I'm a forty seven
1: seventeen through nineteen. Now it was the custom among the Lamanites, if their chief leader was killed, to appoint the second leader to be their chief leader. And it came to pass that Amalickiah caused that one of his servants should administer poison by degrees to Lehonti, that he died. Now when Lehonti was dead, the Lamanites appointed Amalickiah to be their leader and their chief commander.
0: i a forty seven twenty. Then Amalickiah marched his army into the city of Nephi. The words, quote, the chief city, is in Acts 16.12. Amal forty seven twenty one. the king came out to greet him and saw that Amalickiah had united a great army to fight the Nephites. In verse 22, Amalickiah's servant then bowed down before the king in reverence. In verses 23-24, as the king put forth his hand to raise them, one of Amalekiah's servants stabbed the king in the heart, Amos forty-seven verses twenty-five through
1: twenty-six. Now the servants of the king fled, and the servants of Amalekiah raised a cry, saying, "Behold, the servants of the king have stabbed him to the heart, and he has fallen, and they have fled." Behold, come and see.
0: In verses twenty-seven to twenty-eight, Amalekiah had his army march forth to see what happened to the king. He told those who loved the king to pursue the king's servants and kill them verse 29, the servants of the king fled into the wilderness and came over to the land of Zarahelma to join the people of Ammon. Remember, they were the Lamanites who had been converted years before by the sons of Mosiah. Alma 47.30, in the meantime, Amalekiah deceptively gained the hearts of the people. Now all he has to do is to marry the queen. Verse 31, he took immediate control of the city of Nephi. In verses 32-34, when the queen, who of course does not have a name, received word of her husband's assassination, she asked to meet with Amalickiah and any witnesses to hear the full story, which she fell for as truth. Alma 47.33, the phrase, quote, desiring him that he would, is in Acts 19.31. forty seven
1: 47.35. And it came to pass that Amalickiah sought the favor of the queen, and took her unto him to wife and thus by his fraud and by the assistance of his cunning servants he obtained the kingdom. Yea, he was acknowledged king throughout all the land among all the people of the Lamanites, who were composed of the Lamanites and the Lemuelites and the Ishmaelites and all the dissenters of the Nephites from the reign of Nephi down to the present time.
0: A question the reader might have, who is there to witness all these events and conversations in order to write them down? Mormon is abridging the record. But who, from the outset, knew the specific details enough to engrave them on plates? Alma forty-seven thirty-six.
1: Now these dissenters, having the same instruction and the same information of the Nephites, yea, having been instructed in the same knowledge of the Lord. Nevertheless, it is strange to relate, not long after their dissensions they became more hardened and impenitent and more wild, wicked, and ferocious than the Lamanites, drinking in with the traditions of the Lamanites, giving way to indolence and all manner of lasciviousness, yea, entirely forgetting the Lord their God.
0: Alma 48. In this chapter, the word yea is written 23 times. Alma 48, verses 1-4. through after Amalickiah obtained the kingdom, he desired to become king of the Nephites too. He ordered his men to speak from the Lamanite towers to try and get Lamanites angry and ready to fight the Nephites and to bring them into bondage. In verses five through six, Amalickiah appointed Zoramites to be chief captains because they understood the strengths and weaknesses of the Nephites. Then the army headed to the land of Zarahemla. Alma five. the words chief captains are in Acts twenty five twenty three
1: Alma forty eight seven. Now it came to pass that while Amalickiah had thus been obtaining power by fraud and deceit, Moroni, on the other hand, had been preparing the minds of the people to be faithful unto the Lord their God. In the
0: eighteen thirty edition, page three hundred and fifty eight, it read, quote, had been a preparing the minds. In later editions, because it does not belong, the word A has been deleted. Verses eight through nine Moroni had been preparing for war and strengthening his own army. They built small forts and walls to
1: encircle their cities and the borders of their lands. I'm forty eight ten. And thus he was preparing to support their liberty, their lands, their wives and their children, and their peace, and that they might live unto the Lord their God, and that they might maintain that which was called by their enemies the cause of Christians. Their enemies
0: should have called them Mormons instead if they really wanted to offend them, but then President Russell M. Nelson would have something to say about that. We have two episodes talking about this, links are in the description. The words, Live unto the Lord, are in Romans 14.8, Alma 48, 11-13. Maronite was a pretty amazing guy. He was strong, had perfect understanding, was not cruel, and worked hard for his people. He was firm in his faith and had sworn an oath to defend his people, country, and his religion with his life. Alma 48.11, the phrase, quote, perfect understanding is from Luke 1.3. Alma 48.13, the words, the faith of Christ are in Philippians 3.9, And quote, had sworn with an oath to, are in Acts 2.30. The word religion found in this verse and in Alma 44.5 and Alma 51.6 is from the Latin term religio. It is not found anywhere in the Hebrew Old Testament, but religion is used ten times in the Book of Mormon as early as 72 B.C. am 14 through 15. Next, Moroni points out again the things which justify going to war. In verse 16, he trusted that God would direct them how to defend themselves against their enemies as long as they kept the commandments. Verse 17, Mormon admired Captain Moroni so much that he named his own son after him. It was described here in glowing, almost
1: hyperbolic terms. Yea, verily, verily, I say unto you, if all men had been and were and ever would be like unto Moroni, behold, the very powers of hell would have been shaken forever. Yea, the devil would never have power over the hearts of the children of men.
0: In the 1830 edition, page 359, it read, The devil would never have no power, which was a double negative statement plus devil was capitalized. In the 1964 edition, the word no was deleted and the word devil was uncapitalized. The phrase verily verily I say unto you is in John 16:23. 23. Alma
1: 48, verses 18 through 19. Behold, he was a man like unto Ammon, the son of Mosiah, yea, and even the other sons of Mosiah, yea, and also Alma and his sons, for they were all men of God. Now behold, Helaman and his brethren were no less serviceable unto the people than was Moroni. For they did preach the word of God, and they did baptize unto repentance all men whosoever would hearken unto their words.
0: Again, where is the mention of women here? Alma 48, 20, 23 The Nephites fought reluctantly with Lamanites for many years. Alma 48, 21, in the 1830 edition, page 359, it read, quote, in the latter end of the 19th year, notwithstanding. The word year was omitted. In later editions, the word year was added. It now reads, in the latter end of the 19th year, yea, notwithstanding. Alma 48, 25 They had to fight to protect their families so they could continue keeping the commandments in order to prosper in the land. Alma 48, 25. In the 1830 edition, page 359, it read, quote, The promise of the Lord were, which was changed to The promise of the Lord was in later editions. Alma 49, verses 1-4. through 4. In the previous chapter, the Lamanites were on the move to fight the Nephites. As they approached the city of Ammonihah, they realized that the city was encircled by a high ridge or wall of earth, which made it impossible for the Lamanites to sling stones and shoot arrows over. In verse 5, the Lamanites were astonished by the defensive preparations made by the Nephites. Verse 6, the Lamanites themselves were prepared this time with shields and breastplates and thick garments to cover their nakedness. Verse 7, they thought it would be an easy victory over the Nephites since they were so prepared this time. Verses 8-9, but they were astonished at the Nephites' preparation for war. Verses 10-11, since King Amalekiah himself did not come with the Lamanites to battle, the chief captains did not dare attack the Nephites at Ammonihah. Ammon 49.12
1: Therefore they retreated into the wilderness and took their camp and marched towards the land of Noah, supposing that to be the next best place for them to come against the Nephites.
0: 49.13 The Lamanite chief captains took an oath that they would destroy the people in the city of Noah. Verses 14-15 but when they arrived at the city, they found it well fortified. Verses 16-17. They also find that Lehi commanded the Nephite army in that city and they feared Lehi. Still, they had sworn an oath, so they had to fight. Alma 49.17, the phrase, quote, they had sworn with an oath to, is from Acts 2.30. Alma 49.18-20. Because of the walls and ditches surrounding the city, The Lamanites could not get in any other way than through the entrance to the city, but Lehi's strongest men were positioned there to prevent that from happening. Verses 21-24, the Lamanite armies attacked the entrance but were slaughtered and driven back. They attempted to dig down the banks of the earth and get in a different way, but they were killed in the process. Their bodies filled up the ditches. Every Lamanite chief captain was killed, along with at least a thousand soldiers. But not a single Nephite was killed, and in interesting detail, only fifty men received leg wounds. Alma forty nine twenty two. The words quote that they might obtain is in Hebrews eleven thirty five. Alma forty nine twenty three, in the eighteen thirty edition, page three hundred and sixty two, it read, quote, There was not a single soul of the Nephites which were slain. In later editions, it was changed from were to was. In verses twenty five through twenty six the Lamanites retreated back to the land of Nephi and told King Amalickiah about the lost battle. Amalickiah was exceedingly angry at their report. a 49.27
1: Yea, he was exceedingly wroth, and he did curse God and also Moroni, swearing with an oath that he would drink his blood, and this because Moroni had kept the commandments of God in preparing for the safety of his people.
0: The phrase, quote, drink
1: his blood, is from John 6.53. I'm a forty-nine twenty-eight. And it came to pass that on the other hand, the people of Nephi did thank the Lord their God because of His matchless power in delivering them from the hands of their enemies.
0: I'm a forty-nine twenty-nine. This brought an end to the nineteenth year of the reign of
1: judges over the Nephites, about seventy-two B.C. I'm a forty-nine thirty. Yea, and there was continual peace among them, and exceedingly great prosperity in the church, because of their heed and diligence which they gave unto the word of God, which was declared unto them by Helaman, and Shiblon, and Corianton, and Ammon, and his brethren, yea, and by all those who had been ordained by the holy order of God, being baptized unto repentance, and sent forth to preach among the people.
0: Here we see Alma's son Corianton, after fully repenting of being with a harlot, and abandoning his first mission field, is back in the business of preaching the word. Alma 50 verses 1-6 Moroni continued preparing for more war and fortifying his cities. He kept digging heaps of earth around his cities and putting barricades on top of the mounds of dirt and then putting towers and pickets on top of the barricades. In verses 7-10 Moroni's army drove out the Lamanites who were in the wilderness back to their homeland. He then sent inhabitants of Zarahemla to take over the newly cleared land, and he sent some troops to protect the southern border. He also built the same fortifications around the new land. In verses 11-13, through 13, Moroni successfully isolated the Lamanites and protected his people. His people flourished and his army grew, and they even founded a new city, which they called Moroni. There is a town in central Utah named Moroni. Actually, there are numerous towns in Utah named after Book of Mormon cities. Verses 14-16. They also founded a city between the city of Aaron and Moroni. They called Nephiah. And another city called Lehi. And that ended the 20th year of the reign of judges. Verses 17-18. through 18, We are reminded again that prosperity comes to a people as a result of keeping the commandments of God. They became exceedingly rich and became strong in the land. I'm a 50 verse 18. In the eighteen thirty edition, page three hundred and sixty four, it read, were strong in the land, which was changed in later editions to read wax strong in the land. So from were to wax Alma fifty nineteen through twenty, Mormon points out what he hopes readers will learn from what he has just written.
1: Now speaking of Lehi who left Jerusalem. And thus we see how merciful and just are all the dealings of the Lord to the fulfilling of all his words unto the children of men. Yea, we can behold that his words are verified, even at this time which he spake unto Lehi, saying, Blessed art thou and thy children, and they shall be blessed, inasmuch as they shall keep my commandments, they shall prosper in the land. But remember, inasmuch as they will not keep my commandments, they shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord.
0: Alma 50.21 Mormon sums up things by saying that quarrels, contentions, murders, plundering, idolatry, abominations, brought on the wars and destructions. Verse 22, Mormon again reminds readers of the contrast between those who keep the commandments and those who fall away from the Lord into sin. Apostate Nephites have been consigned to bondage or to perish by the sword or to dwindle in unbelief and mingle with the Lamanites. The words in unbelief are in Romans 11.21.
1: Alma 50.23, but, behold, there never was a happier time among the people of Nephi since the days of Nephi than in the days of Moroni, yea, even at this time, in the twenty and first year of the reign of the judges.
0: It appears that the zenith of happiness for the Nephites, at least before the coming of Christ, was reached at this time. Alma 50:24. Peace lasted for at least three years. In the 1830 edition, page 364, the word second was misspelled, as S-E-E-O-N-D. Of course, it was corrected in later editions. Verses 25-26. to 26. Next, we see internal problems starting to brew. In the beginning of the 24th year, there began to be border disputes between the people of the city of Morianton and those who lived in the land of Lehi. Verses 27-29. to 29, The people of the land of Lehi came to Moroni for assistance. When Morianton heard that the people of Lehi went to Moroni, He was scared that Moroni might lend his army to help the people of Lehi. Being afraid of Moroni's army, Morianton led his people into the lands northward. Verses 30-33. For some unexplained reason, it seems like a bad idea to allow a colony up north, which would inevitably lead to the destruction of the Nephites. So, Moroni sent an army to stop their flight northward. Alma 50 verse 30. In the 1830 edition, page 365, it read, quote, "...carried his plan into an effect." In the 1964 edition, the word An was deleted. Verse 34, Moroni was able to head them off at the borders of the land of desolation between the two seas on the west and the east. Verse 35, Moroni's army was led by Tiancum, who successfully killed Morianton in battle and defeated his army. He returned to the camp of Moroni with the people of Morianton as prisoners. Verse 36, the people of Morianton covenanted to keep peace
1: and make up with the people of Lehi. Alma 50, verse 37. And it came to pass that in the same year that the people of Nephi had peace restored unto them, that Nephiha, the second chief judge, died, having filled the judgment seat with perfect uprightness before God.
0: Nephiha took over for Alma the Younger and served as president of the Nephite nation for about 16 years. The word the judgment seat are in Romans 14.10. Verses 39-40, the son of Nephiah, whose name was Pahoran, filled the judgment seat at the end of the 24th year. Alma chapter 51, the all-familiar phrase, and it came to pass, is found 22 times in this chapter. Just thought you would like to know. Alma 51 verse 1, at the commencement of the 25th year of the reign of judges, there was peace in the land. Verse 2, but the peace was fairly short-lived because a group of people wanted to modify some of the laws. Verses 3-6, when Pahoran would not allow the laws to be altered, those people wanted Pahoran to be ousted from the judgment seat. Those people who wanted to overthrow the free government and establish a king instead were called kingmen, and those who desired Pahoran to remain chief judge were called freemen. Alma 51-4, the words, quote, rosa are in Matthew eight twenty four. 24 Alma 51-6, the phrase, quote, division among them, is in John nine sixteen. Alma one seven. the dispute came to a head, and they held a national election. The majority chose democracy, so Bahorin kept the judgment seat.
1: Alma one eight. Now those who were in favor of kings were those of high birth, and they sought to be kings, and they were supported by those who sought power and authority over the people. This lack of unity
0: within the Nephite nation came at a very bad time, as Mormon explains.
1: But behold, this was a critical time for such contentions to be among the people of Nephi. For behold, Amalickiah had again stirred up the hearts of the people of the Lamanites against the people of the Nephites. And he was gathering together soldiers from all parts of his land and arming them, and preparing for war with all diligence, for he had sworn to drink the blood of Moroni. Verse
0: 12. This time Amalickiah himself led the Lamanite army. Verse 13. When the kingmen heard that the Lamanites were coming, they were glad and refused to take up arms to defend their country. You might notice a difference in response to these kingmen who refused to take up arms and the anti-Nephi-Lehi's who buried their weapons rather than fight. Verses 14-15 When Moroni heard this, he issued a petition to give him the right to draft the kingmen into the army or put them to death. Verses 16-20 Moroni got his order granted and he marched against the kingmen. A fight ensued and 4,000 dissenters were killed while their leaders were thrown into prison. The rest were compelled into service to defend their country against the Lamanites. Alma 51.19, the phrase, quote, cast into prison is in Matthew 4.12. Alma 51.21, thus Moroni put an end to the kingmen. Verses 22-23. But while the internal conflict was taking most of Moroni's attention, the Lamanites had come into the land of Moroni and took possession of the city and its fortifications. Verses 24-28 As the Lamanite army conquered one city after another, Amalickiah left men in each city to defend them. They continued to drive Nephites before them to the land of Bountiful, killing many. Verses 29-32 Unfortunately for Amalekiah and his Lamanite army, they were met by Teancum and his Nephite army. Teancum's men were much stronger and more skilled warriors. They fought and killed the Lamanites until the sun went down, at which time both sides stopped fighting and made camp. Alma 51:33. During the night, Teancum and his servant snuck into the Lamanites' camp. Alma 51:34.
1: 34 And it came to pass that Teancum stole privily into the tent of the king and put a javelin to his heart, and he did cause the death of the king immediately that he did not awake his servants. What a
0: stealthy maneuver. Verses 35-36 When Teancum returned to his own camp, he woke his army up to tell them what happened. He also prepared them for battle, because who knows how the Lamanites might react once they discover their king is dead. Alma chapter 52 There are only 17, and it came to pass in our final chapter. Verses 1-2 When the Lamanites woke up the next morning and found Amalekiah dead, the army retreated to the city of Mulek. Verse 2, the words, they were affrighted, are in Mark sixteen five. Verse 3, with Amalekiah dead, his brother Amron becomes the next king of the Lamanites. Verses 4-7, Amron's strategy was to keep the Nephite cities they had already taken. And because those cities were so well fortified, thanks to the Nephites, Teancum decided it was too risky to attack them. He was hoping for reinforcements from Moroni. Verse 8, Part of Moroni's strategy was to keep Lamanite prisoners of war to exchange for Nephite prisoners. Verses 9-14, through Moroni told Tiancum to fortify the land of Bountiful and secure the narrow strip of land. Moroni could not send troops at this time as the Lamanites were at their borders and being harassed by King Amron. Verses 15-21, when Moroni and his troops finally arrived in the 28th year of the Reign of Judges, he met Tiancum and his chief captains and planned a deceptive movement that would draw the Lamanites out of the fortified city of Mulek. Verses 22-25 Moroni had Tiancum and a small number of men marched down by the seashore, so that when the Lamanites saw them, they came out of the city to pursue them. Leaving the city unprotected, Moroni and his men came in and seized it. Verses 26-27 Moroni then took part of his army and followed the Lamanites who were still pursuing Tiancum. When Tiancum came to the city bountiful, he was met by Lehi and his small army and they joined forces. Alma 5226. In the 1830 edition, page 373, it read, quote, "Moroni had obtained a possession of the city Mulek." In later editions, because it did not belong, the word a was deleted. Verses 28 to 31. When the weary Lamanites realized they were now trapped between Moroni on one side and Lehi on the other, it was too late
1: to retreat. Alma 52, verses 32-33. And Moroni commanded his men that they should fall upon them until they had given up their weapons of war. And it came to pass that Jacob, being their leader, being also a Zoramite and having an unconquerable spirit, he led the Lamanites forth to battle with exceeding fury against Moroni.
0: Verses 34-35. to During the ensuing battle, Moroni was wounded and Jacob was killed. Verse 36. Lehi pressed upon the Lamanites until they became confused as to what to do. In the 1830 edition it read, knew not whether to go or to strike, which was changed in later editions to read, knew not whither to go or to strike. Verses 37-40, Moroni gave them a choice to surrender their weapons and he wouldn't kill them. Many did, and those who would not, were taken prisoner and brought to the land bountiful. This concludes our study for today. Please subscribe so you won't miss any of our future episodes. You can catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast, Or you can go to our website at TalkingToMormwords.com, where you can download this script and learn much more. Until next time, remember, Jesus
1: is enough.